Hello and welcome to this month's Tactical Asset Allocation Update. Um, I'm joined by Mayank Markandi, one of our Senior Portfolio Managers. So Mayank, thank you for being here. Thank you. Maybe we can start with our latest position, our latest Tactical Asset Allocation and what what's changed. We remain neutral, so no change in terms of our preference for duration. Within credit, this is investment grade credit, we are moderate underweight, but one small change we've made actually is in high yield, where we've uh, become slightly positive in high yield. But overall, at a big picture high level, uh, we are pretty much the same as we were last month. So if the only sort of change, I guess, is a slight reduction in investment grade credit versus a slight overweight in high yield, what was the thinking around that? Sure, I guess if we step back a little bit, the firstly, if you think month-on-month changes, you know, we feel that we are in a fairly range-bound market environment. And when you say range-bound market, what do you mean? It means that market will um, oscillate within a range. This year, the market had a pretty strong run up until April, also beginning of May, and then had a big drop of 5-10%, and then a continuation of the rally up until July, and then had a big drop back in August, and now, again, it's moved back to levels, which is, you know, at or above 3,000, which is kind of nearing its peak here today. So, you know, you'll see a lot of intra-level volatility. And in that kind of market environment, it's pretty difficult to have directional views. So, uh, you know, we are happy to remain cautious. Hence, we haven't changed our stance uh, within equities or being moderate underweight. Just to make sure that our listeners fully understand that, are we saying that actually the market's sort of been bouncing around within an upper bound and a lower bound and actually when we're seeing volatility like that it's very hard to take a very clear position so actually having a defensive stance the safest bet yeah exactly i mean there's been a number of risk factors in the market on the macro front growth has been disappointing especially on the manufacturing side pmis which are a proxy for growth for GDP have been weak across the board in the US, in emerging markets, in Europe, and they're at levels which are at close to 50. In Europe, they're below that, they're at sort of mid 40s or, or even lower, which is signaling outright contraction. But then the, on the other side, we have a pretty supportive Fed, we have a supportive uh, European Central Bank, which is softening the blow to some extent. So the two factors are slightly offsetting each other, but then you have a third factor, which is the risk related to the trade war, you know, which is very, very difficult, if not impossible to forecast, but it keeps introducing risk and volatility into the market, causing this range-bound market environment. Actually, lots of volatility, a little bit of offset because of central bank policy versus the slowdown in growth. Sort of everything you're saying is it's very difficult to predict what's coming, but we are seeing something of a slowdown. Now, we've sort of said we've moved from a slightly neutral position in high yield to a moderately overweight position in high yield. As we move through the credit cycle, does that not cause any concerns from a credit worthiness perspective at all? Yeah, so the move in high yield from investment grade in particular is kind of our way of expressing that we'd like to generate our total returns from yield and carry as opposed to taking a directional view on the markets. So more income effectively and... More income, exactly. The risk, as you say, is that high yield and any credit... Um, you know, has taken advantage of the cheap financing and cheap interest rates and increased leverage to levels, um, you know, that are at peaks, uh, even above levels we saw back in 2007 and 8. However, cost of servicing that debt, even though the total level of debt is higher, 
is cheaper. So at the moment, what these companies are earning is more than enough to be able to comfortably pay that level of interest down. However, you know, going forward, if we do see a slowdown or a continued or even a sharp slowdown in growth, which would impact revenues for a lot of these corporates, mm -hmm. that could certainly impact their ability to service their debt. And in that scenario, you know, we would obviously bring that moderate overweight position down in high yield to a neutral or even an outright underweight. And you know, valuations in that space are also slightly attractive because we're coming off the August sell-off, which made high yield particularly attractive from a valuation point of view. Like you said, no change pretty much from a high level. We have remained neutral within emerging markets. Now, obviously, we've sort of mentioned trade war being an overarching concern. We've got a relatively strong dollar that seems to continue, both of which quite strong headwinds for emerging markets. Is there a reason that we haven't changed our viewpoints at all on that, that we remain neutral? So emerging markets, you know, is a key kind of watch point for us and that's a good question because obviously as you say uh, they've been uh, you know materially impacted by trade war but what we feel is that if you look at the relative performance of emerging markets versus their developed counterparts in the US and Europe they've materially underperformed from a valuation point of view they're a lot more attractive than the US for example and we believe at current levels a lot of the negative news be that with trade that with certain political events, for example, what's happening in Argentina is already priced into a large degree. So that if you look at prospective returns, uh, the balance or the skew is probably more to the positive, given a lot of the negative is priced in. So we remain comfortable being neutral. Obviously, we're not going outright overweight because, you know, as, as you said, the risks are still there. Uh, but I feel neutral is, is a good place to be at. Now, I think we've covered quite a bit there. So unless there's anything else that you feel is worth adding. Yeah, I mean, the final point, just to kind of summarise that, is Q4 is going to be quite an interesting quarter. Trade, while uh, it's taken a pause, some might even say it's becoming incrementally positive in terms of the progress made. October and December are, are months which are quite key in terms of additional tariffs being imposed. So that can, again, introduce additional vol into the markets. Uh, S&P is at 3,000, again, at pretty rich levels. We've seen pretty weak data coming in from Europe this morning. PMI in Germany and France disappointed expectations materially. So, you know, there's quite a lot going on. You obviously have Q3 and Q4 earnings coming in. Analysts have downgraded their expectations quite materially. So it'll be interesting to see what the actual earnings is versus the kind of derated um, expectations. So overall, what that means is that final quarter is going to be no different to the rest of the year. I would say there'd be even more volatility and more risks and more gyration in the market. So we need to be nimble and flexible in our asset allocation and a uh, cautious approach is, is the best approach for the moment. Perfect. Well, I think on that note, thank you very much for your time and I guess we will speak next month. Thank you.